Welcome to the Connectivity Matters podcast, a series of interviews with key leaders throughout the industry, all brought to you by the Connectivity team at Newco, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm. Welcome to the Connectivity Matters podcast. Your hosts today are me, Dan Jeffrey, Senior Consultant, and Alistair Wilson, Consultant. And we're delighted to be joined by Nicholas Zivergleit, co-founder and CEO of Unmanned Life, where he leads the investment efforts and overall strategy. He is a leader with more than 15 years of international experience with a focus on the technology and entrepreneurship space, having supported more than 1,500 startups in their growth journey. He's been featured in Bloomberg, Politico, Telco Titans, and shortlisted as the most impressive, 12 most impressive CEOs in the autonomous vehicle space. And Unmanned Life has been shortlisted as the top company by Sifted in the autonomous vehicle space. Welcome to the show, Nicholas. Hi, how are you? Nice to be here. Very well. We, uh, we're delighted to have you on the show. So to, to get us started, and we always love to ask people the same thing. Um, how did you first get into the connectivity industry? Well, um, through the air uh, with, the, with our robots. Uh, so we... We got into, and I got into this connectivity industry with uh, with our startup, with my startup, with Unmanned Life. Uh, and when we saw the need uh, that this uh, industry uh, had to disrupt it itself and to look for new technologies and new use cases, and with our company, Unmanned Life, we were providing this new technology and new applications with drones and robots. So this is how I got in, by bringing technology and disruption. Great, and uh, what or who has been the biggest influence on your career so far? Well, I have different uh, influences. Uh, I always remember uh, the advice that I got when I was simple intern, when I got started. And and I always repeat to every uh, team member uh, and they said if there is no solution there is no problem and this is how we approach things at Unmind Life uh, because you are a startup you're a, a tech company we need to keep solving problems at each stage of what we do uh, but also we are influenced by all our customers all our partners and every single mentor investor that we meet this is a journey that we have at Unmanned Life. Uh, and when you are building such a pioneer technology, you need to take the best and also all the no's that you get to get better at what you do and build the best technology. So we are a bit of everything with the vision of making the autonomous future a reality. Fantastic, great. And are there any particular achievements over the course of your career that you're proud of most? Uh, well, yes. Um, in terms of achievements, I I'm very proud of. I will take the personal achievements uh, when I launched a, a diversity initiative uh, that was the Women Entrepreneurship Roadshow. I I created uh, that from scratch. It was a program where we connected women entrepreneurs with uh, investors in ten different cities. In, in Europe, we were selecting 30 uh, women uh, 
entrepreneurs with uh, investors that, that was very successful but also i'm i'm very proud of the achievement that we have uh, that we have reached with unmanned life in taking uh, a company that was nowhere to where we are now with a global presence in north america in europe and the uk uh, and that from a, a tiny startup with a, a drone flying in the air and robots going in the ground orchestrated by our brain yes Fantastic. Great. And we'll certainly hear a little bit more from, from yourself on, on diversity um, later yeah. on. Um, so we, we heard in your introduction um, that you've, you have supported over 1,500 startups. So what, what is it about startups that, that is so appealing to you? Well, what is appealing to, to me is really about creating, but it's also about um, the, the risk that you're taking, right? Uh, and it's having that uh, to be convinced that you are going to succeed. I was saying two weeks ago in, in this big show, the Mobile World Congress, I was speaking to all this big audience of corporations and established uh, experts saying building a, a startup is going against the odds all the time and demonstrating milestone after milestone that you can succeed. And this is what I admire about entrepreneurship is that you are convinced that you are going to succeed. And sometimes you need to stop and say, well, this is it. And but many times you continue and you keep going. So by supporting all these companies that I have helped and mentored, I have always been inspired by this uh, inner youth that is saying, yes, I'm going to make it. I'm convinced that this is a problem that I need to solve. And sometimes you need to support them and say, okay, you need to correct this point. You need to adjust this other point. But there's always this uh, inner you that is pushing to, to solve a, a problem and, and, and solve something in, in society or uh, in, in a specific sector. Yeah. Fantastic. Got you. Um, and, and having worked um, and supported um, so many companies, you, you've had the, the ability to speak at some of the industry's top events. Um, are there any particular ones that you have spoken at that have been your favorite? Well, um, yeah, I, I have several several companies that, that I uh, really, uh, really liked. Um, I, I had, for example, uh, companies that were disrupting in each of their in their own sectors, for example, one company that that was creating the the Spotify for university books. I remember that company uh, very well. Another one that was creating uh, the the uh, a sort of uh, publishing uh, Spotify for publishing book that was very easy for people to uh, publish and edit your own books. We all know that these industries are very, uh, uh, really traditional. Uh, then another one that that was creating a super secure, uh, super secure baby seats. Um, I, I've worked with different type of uh, different type of companies. Um, that, it was a very interesting journey at at the time. <laughs> yeah, that I, I remember. Fantastic! Great. Um, Fantastic. Great to hear about uh, everything in, in the past and your career today. Um, so I'm going to pass you over to Dan to perhaps talk a little bit more about um, the present.
Super, thanks, Alistair. Um, so, Nicholas, what, what's your take on on the um, sort of current state of the um, autonomous uh, robotics industry? The autonomous robotics industry is uh, it's booming. So, if you if you take now uh, the situation where we are standing today, post COVID, uh, social ac acceptance has totally changed. Before uh, the the narrative around autonomous robots was robots are going to take my job right and after covid uh the the narrative was robots are helping us solve certain problems that we could we cannot solve if they were not here becoming uh doing safer uh, becoming safer or in 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 areas where we cannot reach etc cetera, etc cetera. so that combined with uh, now the economy needing to become more efficient and the also robots becoming uh, more cost efficient in terms of the cost of the hardware we see that the robotics market is booming uh, and also the arrival of uh, new technologies such as 5G that has been rolled out uh, everywhere. We see that for a company like us, uh, Anman Life, that we are doing software for autonomous robots is a perfect moment for uh, the rollout of autonomous, robot, uh, uh, the autonomous robotics. Uh, so social acceptance, pricing of autonomous robots going down, the overall infrastructure to allow massive deployment of, of robotics. All these trends are happening at once. That This will allow that uh, the robotics market is, uh, is increasing. And the, the studies are really demonstrating that the robotics market the, is, um, is booming. And even with the tech uh, downturn that we saw last year and we see are seeing a little bit this year uh, the valuations for robotics companies did not go down they went up so we see that also in our in our case absolutely absolutely Ex exciting times for sure um and of those points that you mentioned there is there anything in particular that you think needs to to be first is it that social acceptance that we need first is it more the Kind of the, the the proof within the, the the technology first. What what's the the priority or, or yeah? What what's the first? Well, social acceptance always needs to needs to be there. Um, and let's take the example of drones. Um, you have very interesting data coming from uh, the regulators, saying that they want drone delivery. They want drones to be to be used. Uh, more widely, but they want this to be done in a safely, safely, right? So they want more robots, but they want this to be done safely. For example, if we are deploying uh, drones or if we are deploying autonomous uh, robots, we are always abiding by the rules. We are always abiding by the, the regulations. Uh, and although these are a bit more cumbersome, these will allow us to uh, become much more socially accepted. So for me, 
socially accepted needs always will come first because we see what happens when tech is not uh socially accepted we don't want to become uh or an uber or uh facebook so that for me that should be first from in my opinion and then the trend uh, uh in terms of the market being ready and uh, uh and the deployment on, on the infrastructure that's something that we cannot force that we can wish right uh and that's another question uh 5g rollout data is showing that it is a bit slower than expected but it's still happening right and then the price of uh hardware and robots this is going down year after year so it's a trend that that it's uh unavoidable yeah absolutely yeah i think that uh, hopefully we're seeing a return to normality there with with some of those hardware costs as as you touch on and and certainly from from my perspective with with that social acceptance i think two years ago in in barcelona at World, World congress i was scared by the uh the autonomous cats that, that were there um <laughs> for, for sure uh this year i i knew where they were to uh to, to be able to avoid them um a, a little bit more but yes far 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 more accepting of um of some of that technology and maybe maybe watching a few less horror films where uh, where some of the drones are, are taken over um as well but and um, no it's, uh, it's interesting for sure and and so from a, a use case perspective and um, what which use case are, are you most excited about for the future so uh, in terms of use cases i would say that um in security uh of premises search and rescue for first responders anything that is making uh, jobs safer, more efficient, and is really complementing and enhancing human work. Uh, that's the areas where we see, uh, let's take, for example, first responders. You have the concept of the golden hour. Yeah? We have all seen last summer, for example, all the wild, wildfires, right? Uh, in Europe, in the US you have this concept that if you intervene in the first hour, you can save lives, right? It is the concept of the golden hour. If you can deploy robots, drones in this case, uh, fast so that firefighters can have a situational awareness, you can save lives, you can save costs. We are working with the telecom operators, we are working with uh, our partners in deploying networks of autonomous drones over 5G that will cover areas that are hotspots uh, and that will allow the first responders to intervene within this golden hour. So this is, these are tangible use cases that we can work on. Uh, other use cases is, um, are the surveillance of premises that we are working on too uh that can provide real efficiencies and then uh, also autonomous logistics uh that can be done between uh different premises uh logistics premises finally on sustainability uh you can also use robotics to deploy uh, in different areas on reforestation emissions capture carbon capture and, 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 and mapping, where you can really trace how the progress is being done 
and to monitor the progress on on the reforestation. And these also use these are all the use cases that we are working on with our partners and that our technology is enabling. Perfect, fantastic. Um, so one thing I was curious to know about, you know, unmanned life, you know, you guys talk a lot about the autonomous everything, um, you know, so I suppose kind of in maybe asking you to predict the future a little bit, you know, what, what does autonomous everything look like to you in, you know, the next few decades? Well, the, the autonomous everything, um, the way uh, that I present is our vision, yeah, is the moment where the society will have reached progress thanks to autonomous robotics. And I always say that it's also with the right checks and balances, right? The, that it's not uh, AI without any checks and balances. We need to have the right checks and balances uh, on technology that where you will have uh, AI and robotics in every single aspect of uh, of the economy and society and it will be safer, more efficient and uh, faster. So basically all the use cases that I was describing that you can apply in all the sectors of the economy in all aspects of our life, you can orchestrate uh, uh, you can orchestrate different type of robots. So imagine an, an intelligent city functioning with robotics, with intelligent cards, with uh, intelligent aerial uh, robots and the autonomous everything is when all of this is functioning but harmoniously without impacting the progress in society and 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 without impacting also the the well-being of of and the cohesion of society fantastic great um so I think now is probably uh, a good time to perhaps move on to our, our topic that matters today. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll let Dan, Dan kick that off. Perfect. Thanks, Alistair. Um, so our topic that matters this week um, is cloud edge uh, and network capabilities through open APIs. Um, so keen to, to hear your thoughts and perhaps um, just to, to kick us off. Um, with a bit of an overview, Nicholas. Um, what's your um, take on the current state of play um, in the industry at the moment? Well, the, this is a, a matter, it, it's, uh, it's an emerging uh, uh, matter. Uh, it has been put on the table uh, now um, by, in particular, it's been led by Telefonica and by, um, by the CEO of Telefonica, who is chairing the GSMA, so the, the chairman uh, of the trade association of uh, the telco industry. Uh, for us, as a, we are an edge native application. What does it mean that we are really uh, leveraging low latencies uh, to deploy our applications? And we, we can leverage uh, the network and the edge to deploy mission critical services like drone applica applications or robots. Uh, and we are leveraging the network and uh, low latencies to deploy uh, applications that need low latency, that need security, and that uh, need uh, high bandwidth to deploy uh, these applications. Like imagine you need to deploy autonomous drones inter to intervene immediately, precisely in an area, you need all these services. Uh, 
the state of the industry is that there is a vision, there is an intention to 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 go into a direction. We were part of the first uh, efforts on the telco cloud edge uh, done by the GSMA. We were doing the first trials two years ago already with BT, with Telefonica, uh, Mobile Eject. Um, it's starting slowly because it, it, it goes slowly, right? Uh, the vision is great. Execution, it's uh, at the telco pace. I mean, it's um, you need to have a lot of players coming together and agreeing. That's the reality. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and why are um, the, why are the open APIs important um, to, to that as well? Looking looking ahead to the future. Well, I I was um, I was supposed to speak. Uh, then I had a, a, a at the at the MWC about this, and my message on this was. Why is important? Because we can leverage network slicing uh, and the different APIs, for example, to know on the network, uh, on the device status, on location, on the microservices that we can leverage. The uh, telcos can uh, monetize their network and we can deploy much more efficiently our applications. In terms of vision, it's great. Today, that that's it's still not the case, and my message to Telco was: Your vision is amazing, but we are a company that maybe we don't have for years to wait until you have your vision becoming a reality. Right? For us, for years, it's a long time. So we can keep doing trials that's not a problem but what is important is that how we go from vision to execution in um, <laughs> in, in a time that that help us to achieve our results that we need to deploy mission critical services low with low latency and security now and achieve growth that's our objective Absolutely, and I think those those kind of the use cases and the applications and the the value of that technology are are so clear to to see and and so great to to be able to achieve um, there as well. Certainly from the um, the, the the research and the the applications that you have already, um, uh, and some of the information and the partnerships that you've announced already, it's yeah great to to see that value. And how important then is is education, and and how how do you go about doing that? Maybe then with with the telcos or or with the the, the contacts and the, the people that you're talking to well we we it's very important for example now we are uh, you know that telefonica has uh, launched this program on open gateway so we will be part of this program uh on open gateway uh with our i think with two one or two proposals um for application and use cases and and our Team, we have former telco uh, uh, engineers in our team, so that understand the telco world. So we understand also the pains that <laughs> at the pace at which the telco uh, telcos move. 
so we we know uh, the struggles but uh, but we also understand that sometimes a player like us we can push them because we have the technology they have the network so it's like a win-win um and it's it's a constant cooperation because we also learn from them uh, <clears throat> that's that's also the, the the beauty of this uh of this partnership is that we are also learning from them what is the expectation to become also a career grade uh company so it's a it's a dialogue absolutely and and that that kind of touches on my next question actually it was going to be around um that the partnerships and collaboration in the industry there so um how how do you um yeah how, how do you kind of see that and, and is it um, is it a case of um, understanding some of the challenges from their perspective? Is it more you, you're, you're proposing and showing the, the benefits that they can have from, from making these adoptions of, of the technology? Yes, so um, the way that we, that we are approaching this is that we, we have the, and this goes to the beginning of our discussion, on our entrepreneurial approach and our experience in building companies. We are used to build business cases, business plans, and how we can scale companies. So many times, uh, and we don't have four years, right? So uh, when we are approaching these uh, open uh, APIs uh, and, uh, and the open gateways uh, programs, we are approaching this as a business plan. Okay, how can we grow this? What is the business plan? How can we make this profitable? And we put together uh, a plan for them to show, hey, this is the, how you can win, how you can monetize uh, this cooperation and how we, uh, your time can have a return on investment with us. And so that's how we communicate this to them. These applications can generate X amount of pounds or euros or dollars. And this is how we are going to monetize 5G with you. That's how we put that uh, in front of them. Yeah, the business plan and the, the business case. Yeah. Definitely. And from certainly from a telco perspective with um, a broad range of, of technology um, and looking at other areas as well, um, integration is, is typically a, a big challenge that, that is faced. So um, how do you go about that with, um, with, with Unmanned Life? Because I think it's quite a unique um, kind of proposition, isn't it? Yes, so in integration is, is one uh, important point, uh, but what we have seen is that the benefits of, uh, of this initiative is that we will have standardization, right? So, what we see here is that uh, for us, it, it's, it's a, the perfect initiative because we would have a telco-wide initiative where you have standards uh, that we would be following. So yes, uh, the telcos are still negotiating uh, among them the, what the standards would be. And still in reality, we see that integrating to different telco networks are still it is still different that's let's face it um but the, that's why we we support this vision is because we would be integrated to one type of uh telco cloud edge and would be integrated to all the net to all the networks at once that's why it's very very important and useful for us in terms of scalability it will be a big big plus perfect but and today then on... it's, a, it's a challenge yeah 
<laughs> certainly, yeah. certainly is um, for for sure. And uh, are you involved with, um, with with those kind of discussions around um, what what the standards are like? Or is there any influence there from like with business organizations like Three GPP or anything like that at all? Well, uh, what we are we are more on the practical level. So we are discussing uh, with a group of operators, and we our discussion is more at the GSMA level. And so we are more, and uh, we have participated in the Telco Edge Cloud uh, uh, pilots at the GSM, uh, the GSMA level. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and no doubt, um, the, the the question to sort of touched on it. You mentioned it earlier on as well around um, the point of security. Um, so how how did you go about um, uh, approaching security and, and yeah what what's the kind of take from from that point of view? Well, um, for us is that um, so we have different security layers uh, in our software uh, on the robots. The robots have their own security uh, layers, uh, but also five G they have advanced security features. So that's why. Uh, these the the open the, these open gateways they we see an interest into into this is because we would leverage these advanced security features uh, with the with the network and security APIs. Uh, we would be leveraging this on on the virtual firewalls, the network segmentation. We could add this into our uh, software stack and to our platform. Uh, to increase the the level of security that, that we already have into our software, but today we are already leveraging uh, our, the the security through the telco, uh, our telco and network approach. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, thank you for for your take um, on 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 the topic. Um, certainly good to. To get your thoughts there, Nicholas. Um, you've touched on diversity already. Um, I'm going to pass across to, to Alistair now, um, and we'll discuss that in more detail. Perfect. Fantastic. Thank you. So, yeah, you know, re really keen to ask you about diversity, um, given that you are a massive advocate for it, particularly gender diversity. Um, so, you know, uh, to start off, how, how have you seen things improve over the last, you know, 10, 10 years or so? Well, I... I remember uh, when I when I launched the very first conference uh, on on tech in 2012 uh, that we were having uh, the first panel session on women uh, entrepreneurship uh, and uh, I felt it, I I was a bit of uh, an odd guy talking about that um, and now it's well it's let's say ubiquitous right everybody's talking about this so and i'm very happy that now it's it seems that it's everywhere uh so that's that's how i see the, that this has evolved but i have been advocated in, for, for diversity yet for the last more than 10 years and and you have now you now see programs you now see uh, uh even venture capital fun, uh, funds that are really focusing on this and you now see uh, programs that are focusing on diversity that go beyond the simple fact on uh, on the women simple uh, women's side of of diversity because diversity is not simply 
having women on um, more women on on, on the uh, in, in your company or etc cetera, etc cetera. so um diversity is, mu is much broader than that but i started working on on, on the aspect on on on, on having with more women in in entrepreneurship that was my focus um and and now uh, what we are doing at unmanned lives specifically is that we have a, an internal target that we want to reach a certain number in the tech and in the company so we uh of course we are we try yeah uh we are close to reach that number so we are uh today we are almost almost 40 percent um, in the company uh is uh is uh, women uh, we have women uh, women team members and then we have in the tech 30 percent almost 30 percent i wanted to have uh, more the target was 40 percent tech but we didn't manage to, to to do that. Of course, the targets are always to push the team to to get there. But you know how do, how it is. Yeah, definitely, definitely, fantastic, great. Um, and you know, you mentioned that there's a lot of programs out there that are, are really helping to kind of make sure that we're driving this forward and 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 helping to resolve the issue around diversity. Um, uh, you know, are there any that Unmanned Life are doing, or are there any that you 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 want to highlight in particular that you think are really good programs? Well, in in terms of um, diversity programs, I I know that. I really like the the efforts that uh, Sifted is doing in terms of diversity. They are they are very good in uh, in showcasing all the diversity uh, initiatives um, uh, globally. And then um, I think that in, included uh, VC is doing a good job in in to having uh, the funding part uh, for uh, having funding going to uh, diverse, uh, diverse uh, founders and diverse uh, companies, so that not all the funding is going to the same people all the time. So I like these type of initiatives uh, that are really focusing on 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 a more diverse and balanced balanced tech ecosystem. Shifted for raising awareness about diversity, included dot uh, VC working on the finance part. Gotcha. Fantastic. And yeah, you know, you've done you've done a lot of work um, to help kind of promote this, you know, in especially on the sifted side of things. How how was it that you got involved in that program? Was it? Uh, yeah. How, how did that come around? Well, I, I got involved in the in that program because I was. Um, I was have been an advocate of diversity and and then when I when I was uh, presiding this European Young Innovators Forum. And, and then I said, I want to launch uh, my, an initiative uh, that, uh, that will be uh, Europe-wide. And, and, uh, and I launched this initiative with the support of the US uh, government uh, in, the, in the EU, uh, that they supported us also with a, with a small grant and so they supported locally with their own embassies in in five different uh, uh, cities 
Uh, and that was very useful because they were helping us to gather the communities uh, locally. And that's how, that's how I, I started the program. Uh, and then I have been involved always in the European innovation uh, uh, and entrepreneurship side. Fantastic. Great. So, you know, through through all of your great work and the great work that is being done with with a lot of the programs around, you know, it's, it's certainly on our way um, to making sure that things are for we have equality and that, that we do have diversity in the workplace. But at, at this point in time, you know, is there anything else that you think needs to be done to really make sure that we're getting there? With, diver with diversity, it's... Um... Well, I think it's always to keep the diversity agenda there and to make sure that diversity is not narrowed, narrowed down to only one aspect of, of diversity. Uh, I know it's very sensitive uh, and, and what I'm aware now is that today diversity means much more than what it used to mean maybe two years uh, ago. Right? Now diversity is, means a lot of different things to different people it can mean L lgbtqi it can mean female diversity it can mean uh disabled so it's it's much wider than than before so i think that what is very important is that diversity is uh is on top of the agenda for any company any institution small medium or, or large uh, and that for me that's the most important thing Fantastic. Great. No, re really great insights there. So, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for giving those. Um, and what I'll do is I'll pass you back to Dan um, to find out a little bit more about you uh, and yourself. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks, Alistair. Um, so curious, Nicholas, um, and please, please don't say work. I'm conscious that you've been involved with a hell of a lot of startups. Um, but what does your perfect weekend look like um, away from work? Well, uh, my perfect weekend away from work, I would say that uh, I would love to, when I'm away from work, uh, to wake up quite early, take uh, my bike and, and go out for three hours it, on a sunny day, uh, go up the hill uh, and then for three hours, uh, go up the hill and then, cycle uh clear my mind then go back i'm quite tired but then uh i can enjoy the, a very nice lunch a uh, glass of wine uh, and then take take a, a nap then go out at night with uh with my friends and have a nice uh have a nice dinner uh, and then uh, of course on on, uh, on a sunday i like also to watch uh football that uh, i would say uh, it's my um, my perfect uh, my perfect uh, weekend. Also, uh, if I'm traveling uh, to go and uh, visit a nice uh, nice museum, uh, also to do something totally different than tech, right? Um, to to really feed up a little bit your creativity, and so uh, I like to visit uh, some museum uh, any museum that can bring something different to to your mind uh, yeah that would be my perfect weekend right 
very nice very nice and certainly yeah. music to my ears with the cycling um what, yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the go-to meal when you're home how, how much food are we eating and, and and what's your your favorite food to eat afterwards well afterwards if you ask me my perfect food is uh spaghetti vongole uh the you know that's very nice yes with fresh uh vongole you know fresh uh, vongole that would be a, a nice one to recover after the cycling uh that would be a nice absolutely one. very very healthy <laughs> i'm I, i'm i normally use it as an excuse to eat a lot of junk food so uh, very <laughs> very very healthy uh, and and i'm impressed but, so um just just one one final question from from our side um, and it's the same for every guest and um, what one piece of advice would you give to somebody entering the industry? What my piece of advice would be um, ask, ask the questions that you don't, don't be shy. Um, and really, there's, there will always be people willing, willing to help and always find uh, one or two People, one or two individuals that will help you to build your own network. Uh, and that's the most important thing that you need to do is that find these one or two key uh, in, individuals that will help you to, to grow and to build your own network. There's always people willing to help and to introduce you to other people. Uh, and uh, that's, that's the most important part. Of course, you, you need to play uh, your, your part and be humble, be honest, uh, be transparent. But the, okay, that's that's an obvious one, right? Uh, it's it's um, if you are entering the industry, if if you are starting, you need to do you need to work hard. You need to be a hard worker. That's that's the obvious things, right? But uh, if you are starting. Uh, I started in, in, in this industry, in, uh, to be frank with you, I, I knew nobody. Uh, and if you are honest, you are hardworking and, and you bring value and without uh, any, uh, without waiting anything in, in return, you will always find people willing to, to help you. And uh, that's what you need to, that's what you need to do, find one or two uh, good people who are willing to introduce you to the to, to, to the ecosystem brilliant well thank you for your insight nicholas um it's been a pleasure to to hear your thoughts um all the way across the board there um uh, and yeah real pleasure to have the conversation today well thank you very much uh and uh really uh, i i hope that it was uh, interesting for you guys and so dan alistair and uh I hope that we uh, very soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people. For more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.nuco-group.com. That's N-E-U-C-O-group.com.